Welcome back to uh, Writing is Hard Work. I'm Roger Colby. I took about a week's break from uh, doing this podcast because, well, I got pretty busy and didn't get to do it. So I am doing three podcasts, two of which are with Richard Coots. One is uh, uh, Three Cylinder Star Drive, where we talk about nerdy stuff, and then um, the uh, Southern Fried Christianity, which is a lot of fun. But um, this podcast is about writing, and that's why you tuned in. So I really appreciate you tuning in. Um, I will say that I will be at the New World Comic Con um, in Oklahoma City. It's at the fairgrounds, Oklahoma City Fairgrounds, on the 28th from about 10 a.m. to 6 or so. I'll be selling my books there and meeting and greeting. If you want to come by and buy a book or just chat, I'll be there. So look for my table. Um Today's podcast, though, I wanted to talk about um, this thing called, uh, thing I'm working on right now, which I want to talk through my process and stuff today, just to kind of give you an inf- some information about what I'm working on and, and, and how you could probably do the same kind of stuff. Maybe it might help you. I'm working on right now an epistolary novel, which, um, you know, it's an epistolary novel. It's so much, it is a little bit more difficult and strange than I've done before. Maybe that's why I took a week off for vacation. Maybe, but look, everybody needs to do that. And you know, I wish I could take more than just a week. Um, I wish I lived in Europe. And then I could take four weeks vacation paid. And it wouldn't be a big deal. But <laughs> things are what they are. Um, we went on a riverboat rafting trip uh, out the Illinois River. And it was a lot of fun. I'm unplugged for like a week with my family. It was really great. But everybody needs that. But uh, once I got back, I started working on the character bios um, for all the characters that are in this new book. And after I finished all those, then I started working on the outline. Um, Tentative title of the book is The Liege Dossier. Um, But after I was working on the outline for a while, I kind of got stuck a little bit. And so... I called up my good friend, Jack Johnson, who's really good at bouncing stuff off of, of you know, he, he really has, gives good feedback and um, really makes me think about what I'm doing. Um, and, you know, it's good to talk to somebody and get that off your chest so that they can then return those ideas back to you and in a way that possibly a reader would. So um, you need to have these kind of people in your life. But... What we determined after hashing this out and me telling him all the boring details, he uh, we, we realized that we needed some kind of a solid narrator to tie it all together. And uh, what an epistolary novel is, it's, it's fun. You should try, try your hand at writing one. What it is, it's a whole bunch of documents like text messages, memos, experiment journals, regular journals, blog posts. Like you could do Snapchat instant messages, you know, Twitter threads, um, government documents with official looking numbers and stuff on them. And there's, there's ways to get like formatting for these things. I would suggest that you, you figure out what the formatting is for these so to make them look official. Um, and, uh, there's tons of other things that are in the, in the world that are not prose, that are not poetry, that are kind of like just official document kind of stuff, things that they use in court. Um, and if you can 
tell your story through those things, um, you're pretty brilliant. However, even the best of them, even Stephen King, who has been using some epistolary stuff lately, um, uses a narrator and, and, and sufficient prose to tell the story. Um, in his new book, uh, in Stephen King's new book, uh, The Outsider, not to be confused with Outsiders, um, we have some interview transcripts in there whenever they're interviewing witnesses to the murder. And uh, those are pretty cool. Uh, but he ties it all together with a narrator that's more of a third-person omniscient narrator, which I'm not really sure if I think that's important for my book. So what I did was I came up with a narrator who's not reliable, um, who was at one point on the side of the villain, but's now kind of going rogue in his motivation because he realizes he has like an epiphany moment where he's like, Oh my goodness, this is more than I, I mean, I'm a bad guy and I've done some bad things, but this is really awful. So, um, Anyway, so all of it is kind of woven through with this solid narrative, this first-person narrative, um, in that if it's just a collection of these things, it, it, if it's a collection of these things, like text messages and stuff, it can get kind of confusing for a reader. So readers need to have a definite plot running through there so they can follow it easily. You want to think about it like you're trying to tell a story to somebody who's younger, um, and Honestly, most books nowadays are written on like a sixth grade reading level, which I really hate that. But if you want to reach a wide audience, then you should try to write in that kind of a vein. Um, so the narrator I came up with is this kind of like, because uh, the whole book, I'll just give you the one. Okay, here's the one sentence plug for the book. Okay, one sentence blurb. It's a cub reporter at a dying newspaper uncovers a plot by an ancient immortal who has handed over our planet to a Lovecraftian alien presence to gain the genetic knowledge that will finally allow him to die, all while a race of super beings sworn to protect Earth from this threat stand ambivalent to the plight of the human race. So things don't look good for, for us in this book. <laughs> so what I decided to do, because it has to do with secret government stuff and off-the-books kind of, you know, black box kind of stuff, I decided to tell the story through the eyes of a first-person narrator, um, and I haven't really come up with his name yet, but, and I may not even have a name, I mean, he may not even have a name, he's just a nameless Mr. X kind of person, but um, this guy was uh, originally back in, uh, I guess, the 80s, he was a Navy SEAL, and from there, he was recruited into the CIA. And from there, he was recruited into another organization that doesn't nobody knows exists. Um, and then from there, he grew in leadership positions until he met this immortal who is doing all these human experiments and stuff. And um, he, you know, once he got in there and he realized what was really going on and the whole scope of how it affects the whole planet, he kind of backed away and has been on the run ever since. And he's writing this dossier because he has the, he's the one that has all the evidence and stuff. So he's putting it together in a book and he's publishing it. So I don't know if I'm going to publish this under an assumed name. 
Probably not. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. But originally, I wanted it to be a big prank on the reader, like actually have um, people people's names that are in the book are actual people that are on Wikipedia who barely have anything about them. You don't know much about them, but in the book, it's explained that they're actually somebody much more important to the world. Um, that way you could like look up the people that were in the book on Wikipedia and you'd find this little blurb on Wikipedia and go, oh my goodness, are these real people? But I realized that this is way too much more than what I really wanted to do with it. Um, I, I, ultimately, you just want to tell a good story. And I think that would probably take away from telling the story. So um, to wrap up, epistolary novel. If you want to write an epistolary novel, go for it. Um, there's lots and lots of resources out there for helping you with that. Um, I actually wrote a blog post about it last week about some five things that, you know, you need to do when you write one um, and reasons why you should write one. Cause it's kind of trendy right now to write these epistolary novels. There's a couple of them out there, but they, the, the tradition like goes all the way back to like the 1700s. Um, H.P. Lovecraft actually wrote an epistolary story, which was, uh, Call of Cthulhu. It's the story of a guy who finds a whole bunch of newspaper clippings and old documents and statues and stuff like that, a little tiny statue of this Cthulhu monster. And he starts investigating and finding all this other stuff. And so you find it through the eyes of this person as he discovers more and more things. Um, it's kind of what got me on this whole thing in the first place. So um, looking forward to getting this thing done. I, I'm hoping to have it finished by, well, at least the rough draft by December or so. Then I can start editing through and running it through my editors and all that stuff. So um, I will be at New World Comic Con on the 28th, which is in Oklahoma City Fairgrounds. Again, um, I'll be selling books there, like physically signing them and selling them. So if you uh, want to come buy a book there, you can. You can also find all my books on rogerdcolby.com. That's also where you find the blog and the link to the other two podcasts that we have. So until next week, hopefully next week, I'm going to interview someone. Until next week, I'm Roger Colby. And remember, there's no such thing as writer's blog.